All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? I'm in my prime. on the Melton Radio Podcast, new episodes of the Hordes of Chaos. Open up the show, new stuff from Aquilium D, Animal, Fuck Like a Beast, Wasp, covering some Wasp, man, I fucking love that. I love this They're cover. one of my favorite fucking bands ever anyway, so the fact that they did a cover of that was great. The one thing I really liked about it was you knew what song it was, but it sounded like original and unique it wasn't just like a straight-on cover like you could hear like we were talking about it you could hear the riffs and you could hear like kind of the the but it was so unique with the keyboards and a little bit of the symphony going on it's like when it comes to covers usually like like a lot of respected band will do it and make it its own sometimes bands go too far and they change it to where you can't really recognize it Mm -hmm. Uh, but in this case, the the ground part of it, you know, the the basic structure of the songs there, all they did was add their own influence with the symphonic keyboards, uh, the, of course, the uh, raspy black metal vocals, etc., and the blast beats. So, came out really fucking well. It was great. Um, we were listening. What was the song that we were listening to a little bit earlier? I really liked it because I could hear it all the way upstairs. Well, the one I had planned on playing initially later in the show before he sent you the new track um, was from their 2019 release, Dreams of Desire and Torment. It was a song called The Cold Winter's Plight. Yeah, it was like, oh, at yeah, the beginning. I yeah, really liked of, that. It's got very cold. I, I, remember it, I remember it now so much because of the album cover with the nun and the guy standing there. And I thought, well, that stands out. <laughs> Speaking of it's nuns. It's like, fuck me Jesus all over again, you know? Speaking of nuns, I, we, I ordered some stickers because uh, I think Noobs and I have been talking about this. We're, um, the basement is kind of like a second like a family room down here it's a finished basement on one side with the utility room on the other where you do your laundry etc so the basement has been like noobs territory since we moved in here 
And we never have really done anything except for replace the carpet with this uh, tile. tile. Which is good. We're happy we did that. But I was like, oh, we're going to paint it. We're going to make it all like whatever. And then I'll get poster frames. And it just never happened. And then I told him just to go wild. So all of the posters are now up. Even some of them are not in frames. Some are. And then I'm like, what would be really awesome? Because we have kind of like this area that's dropped because it covers the um, the vents. I said, we should make it like CBGB. So now we've been ordering all these stickers and... Um, just random things to to stick up there and it just it's starting to look really cool and he's posts uh updates on facebook of how much ground he's covered on the, the I, progress yeah i'm looking at it like you've got it's look how far around it is almost now yeah and um so we i've been going through and i actually ordered some stickers from oculum day and i believe it's oculum day because i took latin and it means the eyes of god um, the cut out eyes of God. It could be. Maybe they are cutting out the eyes of God. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. At least my Latin teacher would have said it's oculum day. And um, so we got some stickers, which is awesome because that's exactly what I wanted. And my koozie. But they sent us a koozie. I'm and they out that. One of those fucking wafers, man. Or whatever. Yeah, they were communion. Well, you're not Catholic. Um, they were communion wafers that the band signed, and I have to figure out a way to put them, like, in a little, uh, maybe I could get, like, a small-sized frame and kind of mount them on something so that, like, you could, you see, we could hang it up in one of the smaller areas. That would be really cool. Yeah, so, like right there. Yeah! So we're really, but we really... need that. We need like a small like picture of some sort of them. We do. We do need to. We need a poster. And all we... their makeup garb and whatnot, like the hologram stickers they sent. Oh, that was cool really cool. Do you have? Well, you can you can email me or, or message me later if you have a link to that poster, like that picture of the blown uh, up a little bit and blown up. We would like to buy that because that would be really cool. Um, the the hologram sticker that had the band on it. We really liked that. So I just love when we, we start listening to stuff that, you know, we've heard them before, but then it's like, oh, well, here's something new. And I know they're working on another album. Let me give you the... Um... Yeah, I think because this one was back, the, the last one was back in February of last year. Yeah, so. um, he, he was... It's about um, that time. I am so bad. He uh, He messaged me the lead singer and i don't know how to pronounce his what's his name uh, uh zebul yeah he messaged me and said that they're finishing up they're they're putting the final touches and they're uh the next album they're hoping to do has a symphonic atmosphere and pretty soon they're hoping because Which makes sense because they're like like i said earlier they're influenced by emperor and immortal mm -hmm. and stuff like that so they're hoping to have it finished soon and i know all the bands right now are just pissed like it doesn't matter if you're a one-man band playing in a coffee house or if you're freaking foo fighters nobody's working right now but that's kind of the cool thing when so, you go and start ordering little things from bands like we only ordered a specific thing, and then they end up throwing in the koozie and all this other stuff, which was really nice. Yeah, it was them. awesome. So, so we we really appreciate stuff like that because that's we always get excited when shit <laughs> like that. So. So, bottom line, that's what we're trying to say. Every, all bands are not working. Buy stuff from them right now. Yeah, go to their merch, go to their band camp pages. You know, help them out a bit. Buy their uh, digital downloads or even order. They're still delivering 
records and stuff like that. So, I mean... That's what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, all, lots of big festivals, like even Coachella and stuff have canceled. M Maryland Death yeah, Fest canceled. All, my, all our stuff all is... Our stuff is canceled. Devin postponed until later. Devin Townsend yeah. postponed. It's like... Ugh. So, what we've been trying to do is, of course, entertain ourselves with the, the stickers and, and stuff that we want. But please support your support your bands speaking of also next band that we're talking about is castle freak yeah um i came by them accidentally through ben um uh, from nomas and noisem and uh apparently he's part of this project as well uh these guys have so many projects i know they, they do so many different <laughs> things and uh this is like a three-piece i think it's another grindcore death metal band mm -hmm. um very cool that uh, we're going to hear a little bit of them shortly, but, uh, yeah, so it's neat that they've got all these different things they're doing on there. And of course now, like we said, they can't do anything out in the public because of the virus crap. But, uh, at the very least, us, uh, metal mania, uh, podcasts like that, you know, stations that bring you all this new underground stuff, you know, you get a chance to check it out, go and check them out, buy their stuff. And that's what we're hoping too, with this stupid virus because everybody is forced to stay home, we've got content, and Metalomania has content, and other bands and other projects we support, like Fat Samurai Guy, they all have content. We're going to talk about it, and then they're going to hear this stuff, and then the more people are going to come to you. And then when we all can leave our house when we're done being punished, we'll we're going to group hug. <laughs> we're going to see all these bands because we've learned about so many new bands. And I'm going to wrap Neko up in a bunch of stickers, and then she's going to look like a sticker puss. <laughs> a sticker she... zombie, or yeah. a sticker mummy. So... Uh, a lot of great stuff to get to today, topic-wise. We're going to talk a little bit about the legendary late Chris Benoit and the issues surrounding his death. Uh, we're going to go back in history about April Fool's. Neko's going to give you the lowdown on that. Uh, we're finally lesson. getting to the review of Hellhound by our good friend Lou Yardley. I'm so excited because I finished it. We finished it together last night, well, even though I finished it I back read in it and then like the last few pages were done by the audio version from Neko. <laughs> um, but that was really fun and I, I really liked the book, so we're going to get to that later on. And of course, uh, also... Uh, a certain Dr. Stephen Smith, I have to go back and look at my notes from where he's from, but apparently they're starting to make some headway on finding some prescription pills or whatever that will help curb or at least cure the, the COVID-19 issue. So hopefully they're in the right direction with a lot of that so we don't have to like spend the rest of our lives in a house. You know? Right. It'd be I mean, kind of boring if all of us are just talking via the internet for the rest of our lives. I mean, what I'm what I'm seeing because it's been around now for a while. And we've got tons and tons of people putting their eyes on it, and it is the same. It's a SARS uh, coronavirus, which is part of SARS, which is part of like what a lot of the Asian cultures have had to deal with for many years. They have some, you know, ideas on what they can do, and again, everything's still up in the air, but. We need some groundbreaking so that people just don't like. Just it's it's gotten worse. Like New York is terrible right now. Yeah, I think whatever happens with this is that going forward, as humanity's really got to be a little more careful. We've got to start. It's not about politics. It's not about uh, climate change. I mean, obviously, people are passionate about those things. But my point is, is that as far as taking care of ourselves and being more 
recognizing more the things that we do in our everyday life and you know places like China and some of those other countries where some of this stuff always springs up like it's important that we start recognizing how to take care of better care of ourselves just in general and how we dispose of stuff waste whatever so it's really interesting you bring up China China's regulations are all kinds of all over the place and um Taiwan is a small, small island. I mean, you can go from the south to the north in like three and a half hours. Um, the one thing that Taiwan does, because they are a small island, to protect themselves, they've been through the whole SARS thing. They wear masks anytime they're sick or anytime it's flu season or any of that. You fly into the airport, they scan you for your temperature. They because they were hit so bad, I think it was 2002 or three. That's what we need to do here in the U.S. And now maybe it doesn't need to be to those extremes, but we are just not prepared for something like this. This is our turn to learn, and it sucks because people are dying, but that's kind of what Taiwan went through. And they learned and adapted and have figured out a way to keep their numbers down, especially right now with this a brand new virus that nobody has any kind of immunity to, they've still kept their numbers quite low. But like you said, this is not political. It's about us as a human species figuring out a way to make go forward. Yeah, just got to work together. All right, let's kick into this first block. Here's Castle Freak caught in a casket.
Hi, Jackie here from Battle X, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Alright, DJ Nibis. And DJ Neko. Back with your Metal Tavern Radio podcast. So, talk a little bit about Chris Benoit, and we saw the documentary, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, basically, you know, the guy was a legend as far as, like, an athlete and his uh, time in the WWE. But, obviously, had some issues, like, either with depression, steroids, and possibly CTE that was discovered after his death. Uh, due to concussions, because he one of his finishing moves when it came to being a wrestler was using his headbutt. So, for people who don't know who Chris Benoit is, he was in the WWE, and um, if you don't know the story, back in 2007, um, he had murdered his wife and his young son, and he did it over the series of three days over the weekend and then he took his own life and um he was he was definitely dealing with something combination depression combination steroids combination of cte which you cannot diagnose until after a person dies it's just from taking many hits to the head like there are several sports like football nascar hockey kind of get you know you get those hits but so he was he was a legend at the time in the WWE and the WWE was like saddened by this clearly because it's a good friend and an old friend and the family had passed away but there you know the the police hadn't really put anything out there yet they hadn't said anything and the WWE was trying to really do a nice tribute to him but come to find out and they jumped the gun yeah and when when the story came out of what was going on basically chris benoit has been scrubbed from the wwe because it's of the very fact that he took his wife and kids life. and not just a suicide it was it was you know a murder suicide for his entire family yeah so it's really a sad situation and you know they're the other wrestler, Christopher Nowinski, he started doing a little research after he himself had had several concussions and he was looking into like what, what it toll it takes on your body as a professional wrestler. Like everybody always jokes that wrestling is fake, but movies are fake. You know, TV shows are fake. Wrestling is an entertainment source, but the physicality that you need to have and the the shape that you need to be in to perform these actions you need to know what you're doing and need to be in shape so yes concussions happen they would cut themselves they jump off of ladders hit each other with ladders hit each other with chairs i mean it's it's crazy so christopher nowinski he had had what did he say seven concussions and he started he retired from wrestling and he started writing a book and started doing some studies on the effects of CTE and wrestlers. And probably, didn't you say a few months before? Actually, yeah, it was like a couple weeks before everything went down with Benoit and the murder-suicide. Uh, he had approached Nowinski about 
because he had heard that Nowinski was writing a book about concussions and the effect it can have, and so he was inquiring with uh, Christopher Nowinski about it, and it asked Nowinski how many concussions he had, and of course Nowinski asked him how many he's had, and he said he lost count. Uh, but he had mentioned also that some of the signs was uh, hearing voices and just random stuff, and now some of it, it plays in part because Benoit had become really good friends with uh, Eddie Guerrero over the years, and uh, Guerrero was a Christian who had oftentimes tried to get Chris to, you know, read the Bible and stuff like that, and even gave Benoit a Bible for Christmas or his birthday for one time, which Chris had held on to. Uh, Chris wasn't religious, but I think towards the end he may have taken it just a little bit too far, whether it's because of the CTE roids or whatever, but uh, when they discovered the bodies of Nancy, the wife, and the young boy, there was Bibles next to their bodies. So, who knows what Benoit's thinking was at the time of the murders, but uh, clearly, it's a... It's very grim. It's a very tough thing for people who can respect Benoit as an athlete and a wrestler versus what he actually did in the end. And it's it's also tough because Nancy herself was involved in the WWE. She was like a manager. She invented her own little persona and she had been with another man who was pretty abusive to her and and ended up leaving him for Benoit. So we're watching the documentary and seeing how everybody's speaking so about Nancy and how much they loved her because she too was part of the WWE family and so it's really hard with them because they've got Chris Benoit who everybody if you just look at his body of work and take out the horrific side of events you see man this guy he did everything he did all the moves he was in great shape but then he's got this one awful thing that destroyed three lives and then he destroyed everything yeah his legacy and his everything. Leg i mean and then nancy who had been in in the wwe for a long time it's like you almost can't not talk about nancy without talking about chris but they don't want to take Nancy out of the equation in the WWE because she was pretty instrumental in creating that, like, quote-unquote manager wrestlers position. In, yeah. Wrestlers in general say that she's a Hall of Famer, regardless, should be. Uh, and, unfortunately, the tragedy of all this is that the people that are left behind to pick up the pieces. Benoit had another son through another uh, marriage who was really basically living with him and the, the family at the time, so... Very young, too. Like he He's was... on the outside looking in, and the rest of uh, Nancy's family, and even, I think, even the Guerreros to a point, well, except for uh, Chavo. Chavo and Chris Jericho apparently were still in contact with the young kid. Um, but everyone else had pretty much, like, just blackballed him, didn't want anything to do with them. Um, and he was a child. Yeah, even for Nancy's sister who wanted to talk to him, like she kept hearing from other sources within the family that uh, the kid didn't want to see them and didn't want to talk to them. It was really weird because uh, how other people have manipulated people within the family not to talk to each other. But, but eventually Jericho uh, took it upon himself to reconnect the Nancy's sister with uh, the young boy, uh, Benoit's other son, and you know it was really an emotional uh, gathering. And 
I'm glad to. It really talk was. Again. It was like now they go to wrestling events. Like he's still very much into the sport, so they go together and watch stuff and you know talk daily and all that. And Chavo's still a very big part of that, you know. But then now, for women like Vicky, who was very close with Nancy, like it's it's very hard for her or Dean Malenko to even forgive Chris Benoit for what he did. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because. As I said, you know, I grew up watching a lot of that, you know, WCW and WWE, and that, you know, those are like the golden years when Benoit was a part of a lot of that. So it's tough, and then they're showing footage of like all the day after when WWE didn't even know what happened. You've got all these big names, Stone Cold and all these other guys. Just saying how much they love Chris and how, how much great he how, was. How saying they're so sorry that someone would do this to the entire family. He, and then, yeah. turns out they didn't have the full story. Yeah, it, it's a lot of just backpedaling. And then, of course, you know, they're like, oh, God, what do we do? Uh, on one hand, you understand from a point of view that they made that they're trying to make sure the fans, you know, are getting the tribute because the fans would probably be screaming why aren't you doing this for chris or whatever but tells you and shows you that it's probably better just to wait until you get the story before doing mm-hmm. any of this shit because that in the end that shit really hurts you all right more metal music metal new stuff from my tomb i got some classic imprecation in here and we're gonna kick off some new uh, no raza. no raza check it out
Hi, this is Isaac Goldsmith. Brand new stuff from my tomb, Cosmic Tyranny. What's that? <laughs> so when it stopped, I was like, oh! And then they faked us out and they started playing again. It was a really good track. I w- it was just really funny at that point because I'm like, oh. Yeah, I was and... like, got a couple more seconds here. Oh, oh, there it goes. Yeah. We thought maybe there was something wrong. So, yesterday you were duped. Because I was because I'm obsessed with the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like obsessed with Tiger King. I'm just like... But see, I it's hard for me to explain because where we live and I've grown up here, it's super white trash. Like it is, it really is. And when I see something more white trash than where I live. I naturally, it's funny. It's amazing. I gravitate to it because I'm like, there are so many like train wrecks walking around here. But when you have like this whole theatric thing going on, so yeah, I watched Tiger King twice, and um, I was browsing through. <laughs> Once was enough for me. No, I think I could watch it a third Ugh. third time. So I'm browsing through the news. And I see that Kim Kardashian it was trying to petition the president to release Joe Exotic from prison, and I believed it! You fell for it. And the old banana in the tailpipe. It's the old banana in the tailpipe, yes it is. And I'm like, holy shit. So it got me to thinking, like, April Fool's every year, people do the goofiest shit to each other. Like, you know, you got the classic saran wrap on the toilet you've got (laughs) (laughs) you know you got the kick me signs you've got all the silliness and I'm like well every holiday kind of has a reason for being a holiday like think about it You, you, you know certain holidays are religious implications certain holidays are you know for the United States, 4th of July is the Independence Day, Memorial Day here in the U.S. is a memorial of our veterans, you know, to honor veterans who had died in service, while in service. Um, So, I'm like, what what the hell's up with April Fool's Day? And, And come to find out, it's just, there isn't like a real... Like, there's no real story. It it kind of has come about in many different um, ways. So they're they're saying back in 1582, France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. And that, when you, and we use that now today, which makes January 1st the beginning of the year. But when you were using the Julian calendar, April or the spring equinox was the first of the year. So, it kind of, when people were not realizing that it didn't switch, they were still considering April as the beginning of the year, these people were called April Fools. And, um, you know, it's, it, that was, that was the start of it. Then, um, hold on, the one I liked the best was in Scotland. 
and this is in the 18th century where people were it was called hunting the gawk people were sent on phony errands gawk is a word for a cuckoo bird i guess cuckoo. and cuckoo. Uh, it's a symbol of the fool and followed by tail, I think I'm saying a T-A-I-L-I-E, maybe taily day, which involved putting pranks on people's derrieres, such as putting fake tails or kick me signs on them. Yeah. So there, it's kind of been like a mismatch of many different things. And somehow it turned into, I mean, I guess April Fool's isn't an official holiday, but everybody always screws around. They'll put like, oh, look, I'm pregnant or, <laughs> you know, just stupid. Well, my favorite was I saw a little video of a dad who had three girls. And oh, God. He got them all dressed up, got their, you know, make sure they this were This is this year, up. right? I think so. And so he had them, uh, you know, get their books and their backpacks and they're all waiting for the bus and he's, they're sitting outside. And he, he starts filming he's like, hey, girls. What's today? And they're like, you know, whatever day it was, Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. And then he goes, yeah, but what date? And, like, there's, like, an oldest girl, probably about 10 or 11, and, of course, a couple of younger ones. And the younger one says, yeah, it's April 1st. And then the oldest one goes, oh, oh dad. dad. And then he, then he finally, the younger one's getting like, oh, dad, I hate you so much. You're, like, doing the ultimate dad joke. Right. So it's just kind of funny. I'm, this happens all the time. I remember it happened to me when I was a kid, so. What, who did that to you? My friend Eric Ryan. Like <laughs> you're, you're like, Eric Ryan. Just yeah, FYI, if you're just listening FYI. out there. Uh, he lived across the street from me at the time. I, I was still young, but, uh. He had a couple of dogs, and they were like terriers. So one of them was named Frosty, the white one. Aww. So he calls me up, and I'm like, dude, I don't pay attention to days or anything like that. So he calls me up and he's like, yeah, Scott, man, like, fucking uh, Frosty, there's something wrong with him, man. I think I need you to come over and help me out. I'm like, oh, okay, man, okay, I'll be right over. Because, like, you know, I love dogs and cats and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I rush over, and he's like, hey, April Fool's Day, motherfucker. Oh, that's not funny yeah i know but... i would have cried <laughs> people say things like when it comes to animals they'll be like it, even if they talk about something sad i start crying there's a new uh that new commercial oh my god i'm like <gasps> oh god help us if the spca that's what i'm talking about yeah. and it has a new song and everything it's not sarah mclaughlin anymore it's some new song she got replaced oh i was like oh and then it's like just for 35 cents a day, you can adopt an animal. I can't even think of that anymore because of fucking Dane Ding Cook. Cook. Oh. Just for 15 fucking cents. Fucking Dane Cook. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, some point, <laughs> no, no, no. Later. Um, okay, so yeah, we still got a lot to come your way. Um, definitely have uh, Neko's Pick of the Week in the Rock Block coming up. But well, we got some more middle goodness coming your way with three thrash bands. Laws Rocket, one of my favorites. Tacit Fury and Morbid Cross. Here's Laws Rocket. Brainwash.
Torrify from Victoria, B.C. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Stay thrashing. Alright. Latest stuff from Morbid Cross on their latest album, Disciples of the Goat. That was Disciples of the Goat. <laughs> so it's kind of funny I'm here in the studio and uh, NECA is actually what would you call what you're doing it's de- uh, decoupage decoupage some of the stuff that uh, some of the stickers we have are kind of loose and not sticking so she's taking care of that I'm using Mod Podge to decoupage it to the wall just like I did the wine labels, we have a a, la- a a wall that goes from our living room through our dining room that is uh, not all the way, but halfway, uh, kind of like an accent of wall um, of wine labels. And I made a table over the years. It's a larger living room uh, coffee table. It's an Ikea table that I would save different labels of beers and wine and and it's like beers all over that so now anubis has a smaller table for the basement in our in our um little den and he puts stickers all over it so i did a a layer of decoupage to kind of protect it so the stickers don't peel off and if you want to sit and eat or put a a glass or something it'll protect the stickers from being warped and then there's a couple of stickers it's probably just this old paneling they're not sticking well to I'm um, going over top of them. We're with, fixing that shit. Yeah, I'm putting putting the decoupage over top of it. But it's funny because it, it, the scene that I'm seeing right now reminds me a lot of Headbangers Ball when, for a period of time, Ricky Rockman was sitting there with Rob Zombie who was painting that fucking thing in the middle of the room <laughs> every fucking weekend. So, you know, Rob was putting his art up there at the time. So it's kind of like this is what Neko's doing. She's just randomly doing art. shit. I have random, my random acts of decoupage. Yeah. So we're getting ready to kick off our rock block. block. Which will also feature Neko's pick of the week later on. In this rock block this week, got some Sienna Root, Black and Blue, Notorious, Leftover Bullets, and we're going to kick it off with some Factory Dreams. Ooh. Been a while. Be back.
Do you live life in the fast lane? Do you have the need for speed? Well, if you're a racing fan and want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champion flat card season. You can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L. race to the finish line at Mardella Speedway at Diamond Head Arena in Gillsburg, PA, March 13th through the 15th, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing, and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roar. SSR champ. Who's that? Is that Polly? That's Polly, yeah. <laughs> DJ Neko. I'm DJ Nibbis. We are back. And we got your pick of the week coming. It is. It's my pick of the week. So, <laughs> earlier you kind of mentioned my favorite comedian. I, I know. I'm, I am a basic, basic white girl. I don't give a shit. I am. I can't help it. So, we were joking about the, the Sarah McLachlan, the animals, and uh, you said you can't ever think about that the same from Dane Cook's little uh, sketch where he's like, for just 15 cents a day. So, my pick of the week is not about Sarah McLachlan, nor is it about animals, but Dane Cook came out and sang this song for like five minutes and ran around the entire audience and I laughed so hard that I fell off the couch and I cried while I was watching it. The song I'm picking, I just, I love it so much. I listen to it a lot. When did this came out? The 70s, I guess? Something yeah, like that, yeah, late 70s. 60s or 70s. And, um, I love this song so much that I've choreographed a dance to it. I, it's just the best song ever. There's just everything about this song. I think about it like at least three times a week. Probably, literally, because I always want to add on to my dance. I don't know if I have anybody who can do the dance with me because it's, I, I tend to make dances so hard that I can't even do them sometimes. And then with Dane Cook doing his little uh, stand-up. Is this a song that your mom introduced you to? Uh-uh. Like? No? No, I heard it myself. I'm sure I heard it on 98 Rock or, you know. At some point. Yeah. yeah. But I think what sealed the deal for me was in the early 2000s when Dane Cook did his little sketch and, you know, came out and sang this song. He didn't sing the whole song. He just sang the first line and did it for like five minutes and ran through the entire entire audience and danced that's what turned it into like one of my favorite songs and then it's super catchy and it's a super great tap dance that i know one day will come to fruition so for right. this this week 
my pick of the week is Ram Jam Black Betty. Attention, please. Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow. And we will break new ground. Hailing from the land below the wind. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome DJ Neko's pick of the week.
Years, Season 12 from Venus, a questionable band from Chile. And you are listening to Metal Paper Radio. DJ Anubis. DJ Neko. Back with you. Mail Time Radio Podcast. That closes out our rock block. Leftover bullets. So, I was happy to hear Factory of Dreams. It was kind of funny earlier in the day. I, um, so hello, Hugo. Um, we, and Jessica. And Jessica. Sorry. Um, we have a really large Factory of Dreams poster that we want to get framed and I was kind of going through all of our to be framed posters and I'm like oh we got to get this one framed soon so then after that he put on factory of dreams for our rock blocks that was kind of nice yeah I know that Jessica has her other project uh once there was or once there were or something like that but uh she recently did a cover of Nightwish, which will be open in one of our shows in a I couple I was going to say, yeah, she sounds like she's got that kind of style, that Nightwish. Uh, mm-hmm, symphonic. Gothic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so it took me a few months, but I finally finished Hellhound. All right, Lou, let me just say, <laughs> I finished your book in two days. Two. One, two. I read it in November, and I finished it in two days. He started it in November and just finished it last night because I read the last few chapters out loud to him and did all the voices and stuff for him. And he actually really enjoyed that. So I think that's... I would have finished it anyway. I was reading it while we were done. Eventually. And she said, would you like me to read to him? Why, sure. But I, I felt like when I was reading it to him, it kept... You have ADD. You not with books though. Like, yes, you do because you get you like looking at the book bores you. But, not does but it. me, no, this is what I mean. Looking at the book, you can only like I'm a really really fast reader. I can usually blow through a book like this, like I said, in two days. Um, and it's not it's not a long book, but it's not a short book. It's got like four hundred pages. But with you, when I was reading it out loud, you just laid on the couch like you were. Your ears were perked up listening to me, and I think that's what we're gonna do with the deal maker. We might start. We could probably finish the deal maker in a couple of days. So, I got my own audio book. Yeah, I'm. I'm narration. your audio book narration for. But I, I have to say, reading this was fantastic like Lou you really outdid yourself I enjoyed it immensely uh it's it's very original and thought-provoking um I'm actually looking online at another review that someone gave you on that book back in September of 18 so this is a while ago uh but they really loved it as well and I agree with a lot of the points they make uh just some of the the things that you touched on when it, like we talked about before my love for werewolves and you know things like that and but your approach to it it was different it wasn't just like your standard you know run-of-the-mill cut and dry werewolf yeah, story you had things like the rot uh the worm that how that's involved uh how the silver plays a factor into it all and, and it's not just silver anymore baby and of course uh basically what appears to be shadow people creatures so we'll get a little bit more of that as we get to the review um it was very descriptive uh attentive to detail i like that a lot 
And this is this is because we know what Lou sounds like, and we know she's um she's British. So I could like hear her speaking yeah. as she's just some of the little the wordplay. Yeah, the wordplay and the little little sayings. I'm like, this sounds just like Lou. Yeah. It definitely has that British feel about it. Um, and I was thinking to myself, uh, we talked about this too, was towards the end, like the last few pages, when shit hits the fan, it's got a very uh, last man standing or departed Yeah, vibe. I said the departed. I was like, this reminds me of the departed. A lot of betrayal, mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, cat and mouse games going on. Um, but I was thinking also what would be really cool... It probably won't happen just because, you know, nothing ever happens. I don't want that. We're going to make it happen. Lou, but listen if up. Lou, if Hellhound becomes a movie, get Christopher Nolan to direct it, and we're going to call it The Hound and the Philosopher. Because that's the name of the That's the, the name of the pub. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be fucking awesome as a, as a movie. Like, I would just love it. Uh, I can't even, I wouldn't even think right now who would be in it. But just the idea the concept this whole werewolf thing and how it came about and the different stuff that's involved is very interesting it, it, it's unique i think and i think right now the werewolf genre needs unique <laughs> i think for shannon i see um oh my god what's her name i don't know i love her <clears throat> The, she plays Uhura in the new um star oh, trek zoe zoe Zaldana. Yeah. i see her as Shannon, because she's, because I've seen her, I've, I've liked Zoe for a long time since, like, she was in center stage, but she's got that strong, because she's, um, in Guardians of the Galaxy, but then you see, like, the soft side of her, too, so she's got, like, that, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna do this, I don't care. Oh, you know who would make a great Willow? Christina Hendricks. Yes! <laughs> Christina Hendricks is Willow. I'm not sure if she's really into the horror thing, but uh, either Christina way. Hendricks has done so many things that like we they're kind of like on the down low, and she before she blew up in Mad Men. So, and what yeah, she, what it'd, she... it'd be fun just trying to like figure out the kind of roles. That... So I know you like my um my little diagram that I drew. <laughs> so like, I this is I know an audio medium, and I'm trying to explain what this is. So. I'm, I should have did a column on each side for human and werewolf. Well, let's actually, let's break it down real okay. quick what the book's about. Go ahead. Um, basically, Hellhound is about, uh, everything centers around a pub, which we said was... The Hound and the Philosopher. Right. And uh, the main character, one of the main characters, Kit, uh, has just returned from an interview, a uh, work interview, and he's, like, not happy. Just he goes He's been out pub. of work for a while. So he's, he's looking to drown out his sorrows here at this pub. And... and the one thing that I, again, one thing I like to do as a, a reader is I'm a big writer. In my, I'm a margin writer, an unli- underliner. So I am went back through the book, and at the beginning, when Kit was reminiscing about his bad interview, he made a comment when they asked a silly question like what kind of animal are you his response was a worm and i'm like hmm that's some foreshadowing all right and then when he was talking to the bartender in the the hound and philosopher in he just said i need a job i sell my soul for a fucking job hmm. yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a, a lot of cool shit in here. Um, but the guy goes into the bar. He's trying to drown out of SARS, and he ends up getting caught up into this other world of werewolves, a secret society of werewolves that live among them. And that kind of utilized the pub as their means of getting... Getting money, getting recruits. But yeah. they weren't really... They, they use it to eat people more than anything. Right. Because Kit was kind of like a special case. Um, and it should be noted that these are... The guys that run this or help run this are kind of like outcasts from the werewolf society. They're actually not part of the council and everything the else. The council and the six are kind of like the werewolf um, mafia. And <laughs> Eric... And Peter are more like... You know it would be great, Peter? <laughs> I just thought of Jeffrey Donovan. <laughs> you know who would, who would be a good Eric? The blonde guy. Oh, shit. Skarsgård. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that would be... So, yeah, Jeffrey Donovan would be a great Peter. Oh, my God. So, you've got these... The outsiders who are... They've been outsiders for a while. They just... They kind of want to be alone and just deal with their own shit, Eric and Peter. And they got the council. And the council's always up their ass about something. Always, always, always. But then you've got the, I guess the, I don't want to say original werewolves, but like the old werewolves. Old school guys old, like they're, and gals. And they've been around for a long but time. Just, but just like anything else, there's a lot of politics at play because mm -hmm. Peter and... This other guy, Daniel, they all have hopes of being one of the top six council members, and they've got other issues, underlying issues that so are then going you, on. So then this is where I started drawing my little thing. So, so-and-so is one of the originals, and so-and-so, I don't want to give it away, so I'm just kind of like, but you have the originals, and then the originals created these next-level vampires, and then this person killed this person, but this person turned this person, and then this person was about to die, but then they realized that if they didn't use the means to become a werewolf, they would die their human life, so then they became a werewolf because they didn't want to die-die. Again, like the departed. Right. One thing after another. One per... Oh... But it's really clever how she's arranged all this, and it's just, you know, even certain characters that show up in this book early on uh, end up disappearing, like, early on. Yeah, like, it's like... It was, like, quite a surprise, which is nice, because you're not expecting that. You think... You start oh, liking this person, right. uh, and you're like... And you think they're going to be a major part of the story, mm, when bitch, in reality... Bitches need to go! Bitches need stitches. So, the one thing I think that we both really liked was I guess the means of becoming a vampire uh it's it's werewolf, like yeah mean. oh excuse me where oh my god I'm so sorry werewolf um it's more like a um a ritual mm -hmm. that you become infested maybe is that yeah, don't want to give too much yeah we don't away, want to give but... too much away but it's like a full ritual it's not a simple bite yes yeah. you're not just getting bit like a zombie and old school vampire or... you are hung up on that I'm, i know because i said scars guard that's why <laughs> um because it's more like when you are chosen to become a werewolf you go through a process yeah, it should be noted that a lot of these werewolves, especially the older ones, they have, like, basically, it's almost like Blade and, you know, the whole vampire world where they have human servants, basically. So, 
Yeah, they're familiars. Right, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they all want to be... What do they call them? Minions. Right. Minions. The minions. Uh, one thing that we both kind of agreed on, in a sense, that when dealing with like the shadows that torment these werewolves, which is another added feature to the werewolf myth and uh, legend, is that it kind of reminded us towards the end that these shadows may actually represent like a, almost a werewolf Valhalla. The shadows... Because once you've the passed The shadows away, create. Right. And are present during the initiation. But then when it's time to go away, the shadows close in on you. And then... But it's not like everyone that everyone not everyone dies yeah gets not everyone luxury. is 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 accepted into the shadows. So it's almost like another club that they're joining once they've passed on. So if you don't make the cut, you're toast. <laughs> I love well. See, one of my favorite parts. I don't want to give away because it's the the thing at the end mm -hmm. with the the shadows and yeah. So I urge anyone to read it because it's a good read. And it's a fun read. If you like werewolves, you're going to like it. If you like The Departed, you're going to like it. Because there's a lot of rat bastards in this. There's a lot of... <laughs> it's like the werewolf departed. <laughs> Think about it. Like, you got one guy working for one guy. Mm -hmm. But he's really working for another guy. And then you got one guy who's like the FBI informant. But it's not an informant to the FBI. <laughs> and they have one person who's pretending that they're like an actual... Uh, investigator oh, it's, you gotta read it it like, is very much like the departed yeah lou yardley definitely has a knack for great writing here and you know i haven't got to her other stuff yet i know missy's read a couple of things and really enjoyed them uh i would love to see a sequel to this book yeah most definitely you uh, left us on a cliffhanger if i had only one minor pet peeve and it's not really that big a deal i noticed that the werewolves when under attack when you know certain things can't give up too much away but when they're under attack they can't seem to change very fast they can and they can't it depends because the um ones who have the rot can't the other ones can but well, see that's not true though because yes no because daniel was able to transform pretty quick mm -hmm. he, he had can. the rot he had to rot. But see, when, when there was that episode at the end, and many of them were running, they couldn't seem to transform fast enough. And Eric did? No, he didn't. Because remember, he was met by a Willow later. Willow did? And she had the rot? She wasn't... It all, it's an individual werewolf thing. That's how she. Maybe, maybe Luke can explain to us. No, that's how it seems in here. It's an individual, like you know, some of them have extreme control. Like Eric was even talking about at one point where he was really angry and he was doing everything he can to control right. his changing because he was really, really mad and he was, and then he ch changed because he was mad about what happened because he he knew what ha was happening with Peter and then he had his uh, spare clothes and blah blah blah. But some, like, Kit had no control over it when he was brand new because he was brand new. It's it's a, it's a an individual werewolf thing. Well, maybe when Lou writes a sequel, she can explore that more. Yeah, Lou <laughs> writes a sequel. Intense. And you can... Hmm. I don't know, because I want to know what happens with Shannon, because that's... Oh, yeah, there's still a lot of open-ended stuff. Yeah. 
the cool thing is each character has some depth to him. Uh, Lou does a great job of making them relatable. And, uh, you know, as you're reading along, you're like, you can feel what's going on with each of them. So that's pretty cool. I really enjoyed that book a lot, Lou. I'm well trying to done. see if I have any more notes in here because, again, I love I love notate, notating. Nope, we were talking about Last Man Standing, The Departed, and then my little diagram. Our shadow, The shadows are one thing that I really, really just, I dug. I dug it. And I love, there's some little foreshadowing features in there. And yeah. They're, I love the becoming a werewolf i love the dying i loved it all i don't know i mean lou did a really good job and i i'm glad i read it twice basically so don't feel like you shouldn't read this read hellhound if you like werewolf uh mythology and you know stuff like that and horror then and you want something that's unique and new to the genre check it out definitely and then go on Amazon and give a rating and go on Goodreads and give a rating. Give her lots of love for us. Thank you, Lou, very much. We loved it. and Appreciate I'm... all the stuff you send us, the buttons mm. and the bookmarks and the stuff. So we're going to get around to reading some of yeah, that stuff. I think we're going to do the short stories maybe tonight. That That's an easy thing to do. And then we'll start on the deal. Well, actually, we're going to check out Pig <gasps> Oh, oh psh, that's coming up. That's right. Don't tell anybody. It's no, coming up later. It, it, we're getting done late with this, so they probably won't even listen to this by the time. But, yeah. Uh, we'll post about Pig Destroyer later. Um, okay, so we'll be back in a little bit. We got some... Uh, Soliloquy. Yep. Nuno. His project. <laughs> we love Nuno. Black metal stuff in there. We'll be back. I think I'm saying it wrong. What, Nuno? No, Soliloquy. Soliloquy, I think. So oh, sorry. But I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but, you know, it's always hard, but... He knows we care. We, we love, love his you, band, his, his project. So we'll be back in a little bit.
Chris and DJ Nico back with you on Metal Tavern Radio. Vampiric from Phoenix, Arizona, a one-man project by Nick Williams. You know we love our one-man projects. Yes, we do. We love them a lot. I, I actually find it unbelievably just incredible how, you know, you have one person who can take and conceptualize something and then put it together, all the music, all of the lyrics. It's It's really cool. Yes, it is, uh, and I think that that's Nosferatu, which comes off his uh, release, The Magic of the Night. So uh, check it out. He's influenced by a few different things. I know one, he said something about Moonspell, Cradle of Filth, The Misfits, uh, Death of May. I did hear some, a uh, little bit of, I think it was uh, Wolfheart era Moonspell in there a little bit, so I kind of see it. Nice. Yeah, so check him out when you get a chance. Go and like his page. Uh a lot of good stuff in there with that record, so check it out. Uh, I wanted to get to a little bit about the coronavirus, which I know we've touched on a few times now in a few different episodes. The but, coronavirus? Yeah, we're still having to deal with that. But uh, some positive news for a change. Uh, a doctor, Stephen Smith, who uh, has said he had 72 patients, which include a mix of those who were pre-diabetic, diabetic, and had a high body mass index score indicated obesity, uh, they have uh, they've been treating them with some sort of uh, I don't know what you would call that hydroxychloroquine I guess does that sound about right? That's the malaria drug. So right. So, the, so this is still very experimental, and um, this is also so. This is the thing I was telling you about. It's it's a malaria drug, but it's also. Um, like if you Google that hydroxychloroquine, it's used to like disinfect fish tanks too. Yeah, so I think it does have like some sort of side effects. So like that. yeah, so like people were getting so freaked out that they were just buying the shit from pet supply stores and yeah, you gotta be smart. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very experimental thing, and it's not like it's guaranteed, but. There's a couple of things that they've been saying with this doctor with the BMIs and everything. Um, using these drugs and um, not... They're probably, I, they're probably having some positive results with it. Though. Well, that, that's what I mean. And I, I don't even know how they would do this, but they also were saying I was reading something kind of like that parallels this with people who are a little bit um, heavier who end up getting sick, putting them on... Um, a ketogenic slash low carb diet while they're sick actually benefits them clearly because they're probably going to lose some weight but something with having your body in ketosis during the coronavirus outbreak itself so we're not telling you guys to go and run and do that yeah don't purchase <laughs> these items it's just Oh, Just know they're working on it. Yeah, they're working on it, and it is one stu one study of many, because this, this anti-malaria drug has been used a few times. And I honestly get it. Like, you know, if you get a little, uh, I don't want to say desperate, but, you know, you have someone who's really, really sick, and you're using that for another reason, and it just happens to work and combat the COVID-19 virus as well. It's kind of, like, interesting. So, 
it's probably not going to work for everybody, and it probably doesn't work for everything. But just know, there are several doctors, clearly, and several scientific journals out there and bulletins that are floating around with... People are working on things. They're working on vaccines. They're working on... Um, they're finding out the different combinations. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a while, there, a while ago we talked about how people can't take stuff like certain medications. Like, I think it was like Advil or something. You can't take certain things because it has a, a worse effect with added to the coronavirus if it's in your system. So, pay attention. Keep an eye on what's going on out there. Make sure, though, that you're not taking just any bit of information and running with it because that yeah, could don't be dangerous. Self, don't self-medicate. Okay. There are also what I'm I'm learning. Some people who haven't um, who have recovered from the virus have been donating their own blood for work, so they can study the antibodies. And so yeah. these are all good things. So that next year, since the virus is now worldwide, just like I mean, you gotta remember when this happened with H one H one N one flu and all the other flus that are going around. The first round was really bad, and there it still sticks around for years and years and years, but hopefully everybody will build up a resistance to it. These studies are going to prepare us for the next round and possibly a vaccine. Like, they have a new fl flu vaccine every year that should help you. Yeah. All right, well, we're back in a little while. i got some more great music coming your way. What's next? Suspiria. Ooh, and then Overkill, and then Death Angel. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. All right, we'll be back. Enjoy. Born with tragedy in your blood, conceived by accident.
I'm bored. I'm bored. for a place to take care of all your automotive needs? Then get in touch with Stauffer's Auto Service in Millersville, Maryland. Stauffer's takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stauffer's is located at 8328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stauffer's is professional, friendly, and has highly qualified mechanics to do excellent work with prices that are fair and much better than what you will find in other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick, Neko, sent you
Alright, ready to start from Nox Dolores, Rising Ashes. I really like that. It was like super Egyptian-y, if that's even a word. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, that, yeah. that Raider track is great too, No Sign of the Dawn. I like that. Yeah, it was like, like fast and... Oh. Very aggressive. Oh. Pretty good fucking That's what I'm podcast. feeling. Oh. 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 Yeah. That's what metal does to you. It can be like cool. It's an energizer. Yeah, I'm feeling cool, and I'm feeling the flow, and then I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's hit the fucking pit. Go, 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 go. And then I realize, I'm fucking 50 years old. I'm dying. And then I realize, oh my god, everybody's bigger than me. They're stepping all over me. Yeah. That's what happens to me. Something like that. Thank you all for tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, obviously, we're going to get this posted up soon. Let's not. We're going to say it right now. Pig Destroyer, what time is it? Eastern time? 7 o'clock. It's like an hour from now, but anybody who's listening to this is going to be three hours behind us. Yeah, so, so sorry. But we'll post about it on our Facebook and yeah, social media. I feel know. bad. Why? Because I really, we should have did a podcast earlier in the day or yesterday. Oh, well, we tried. We got a little bit earlier than usual. I know, I know. I, to- I told you, I- I'm working from home right now, you know, everybody is. And I was like, oh, nobody's nobody's sending me any emails. Let's get started now. Come on. So, our last track. Yep. Uh, new stuff from Thanatos. What is it called? Thanatos. Thanatos. Uh, I haven't heard this yet, so. Been around for a little while. They're pretty good. Uh... Be sure to check out all our other podcasts. We we put them out weekly, so we're going to try to get a couple more in recorded-wise. Not so much release-wise, but recorded-wise while she's still here because she's going to be leaving soon. Yes. So we'll definitely try to get a couple more recorded before it takes off. And then, of course, it's going to be up to me to carry it from there. But I think you're only going to be gone for like a month or so. so. The plan right now is only a month. Um, But due to the COVID-19 virus, what's happened to some of our people is they, they left months ago and they, their ports that they were supposed to come into have basically shut them out and said, no, we're not taking anybody, even though they've been at sea and not even been anywhere near the virus. So they have to sail from, you know, like the other side of the world to the United States in order to get off the ship. Me, I'm a little bit different. We're we're quarantining right now, the two of us, like everybody. But we are actually we can't leave the house for yeah, fourteen. We're actually strict, strict, strict. Very strict. So once I get on the ship and everybody else gets on the ship, we'll have like a medical record. So hopefully, it'll be one month and we can get into a port and they'll say, "Listen, everybody here is clean. We have medical evidence. We've been checking them every day. Nobody has anything." But they warned us that it may be more than a month and it may carry on. Well, I don't care. I, I get paid more when I'm out on the ship. So hopefully not, everything will go well and people being safe and whatnot. So that's the big thing is we're trying to be safe. You've seen those cruise ships with three thousand people and half of them end up getting sick. So we don't want that. But we're very excited that we've put out a few podcasts and we're going to try and do more before I leave. So last track. Yeah, I just want to say special thanks to oh, sorry, sorry. Sky Nielsen Promotions, Metal Mania with Krypton Scully, all our supporters band-wise and the labels that we work with. Uh, Grand Sounds provided us with a notorious track earlier. Uh, much appreciated. I'm going to check the rest of that album out later. They, 
Oculum Dei, Castle Freak. Um, who else have we been uh, talking to recently? The Vampiric, the, the yeah. new one-man uh, production. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank you for sending us your material. And Thanks for the massive support. And yes. and We will try to spread the word best we can. Metal on? Metal on. Here's Sonatos. Check you out later. Peace.